0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast. This week we're joined by my mini-bakes, who's an internet sensation, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere you want to go. And we're talking about Swedish vampire movie, Let the Right One In. Um, I don't want to say too much going in because it's a good long episode and we had a really great chat. Um, off you go. Welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast, a weekly horror movie podcast, no less. That's right. We come here every week and talk about horror movies. Sometimes with a guest, and sometimes without a guest. Basically, it's just horror movies. Look, let's get to it. Uh, it's Mark, of course, here, as joined and joined as always by Matthew. Can't speak. Hey. Oh hey. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a I new was one. Tr- I was day. trying to
1: do Swedish, but.
0: Ah. it's just hey
1: so it don't really work
0: no and i made it i don't know why i made it you made uh, it fabulous i did and I, I am of course fabulous and talking of fabulous this week we have a fabulous guest uh who is of course a fantastic uh well are you
2: happy to be known as a tiktok sensation <laughs> i mean we'll we'll hold up on the sensation but yeah TikTok i am known in <laughs> uh,
0: you can find her on TikTok at My Mini Bakes, but for us, she's just Mini, and uh, we're going to be doing horror movies. So forget tiny food for for, for now, <laughs> and we'll talk about tiny horror movies.
2: Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we won't.
0: Do we have a tiny horror movie. Hereditary has that little house in it. That's true. Hereditary does, and there's Puppet Master that's got those tiny sort of puppet guys and i don't know elton john sang about a tiny dancer so
2: uh <laughs> and he's scary on himself so yeah yeah um... well, he's,
0: he's got them nice glasses sometimes anyway let's get into it i've i've, I've gone off, i've gone off track so uh we always start with a would you rather question to try and get us in the mood for podcasting
2: okay.
0: mhm um so what i've got for you is my own would you rather which is i'm going to set this would you rather in the real world right so it'll be down to your own beliefs now would you rather use a ouija board in a graveyard or own a supposedly haunted doll
2: oh my goodness i mean they're both bad for bad reasons (laughs) and dolls may feature along some of my path tonight so i'm gonna go with the ouija board in the graveyard oh wow Wow. because the doll I mean when you see dolls in your house anyway you always especially since Toy Story but way before that I used to think my toys would come out at night anyway I uh, don't know why don't ask me but if, if if there's some kind of creepy doll then yeah forget it I've got a thing about creepy dolls faces so the Ouija board in the graveyard for me that's a one-off and then hope nothing follows me thereafter
0: <laughs> well i think with a ouija bod you're safe as long as you say goodbye you have to make sure you say goodbye if you don't say goodbye then uh then that's that's where you, where things start getting dodgy um
2: that's good to know
0: yeah anyway you've already got a haunted doll
2: yeah
0: i remember um,
2: i haven't <laughs> and that's what i mean about people thinking dolls are haunted because if they've got a certain look or a certain something about them people will People will associate some kind of fear with it, which is bizarre, unless they're really? very angelic looking. But oh, there we go.
0: Sometimes the angelic ones are really scary, though. <laughs> they're the dark horses. <laughs> what about you, Matthew? What, what, what are you doing? Do you do? You believe, so I'm, I'm, believe? I've got
1: follow-up questions, as I always do, because I can't make these things simple. Of course. So, the haunted doll. What kind of doll is it? <laughs> is it is it Taunted. Annabelle or is it? Krusty the Clown with the, the switch in the back.
0: Well, I, 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 it's supposedly haunted. It's set in a real world. So it's whether you believe it to be haunted or not. In most cases, it's usually one with a, you know, like a sort of stuffed body and a little porcelain face as a general rule.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm thinking. Because I, like, I don't go in for the supernatural like as a rule. So if it's like just one of those, creepy looking dolls i don't want one of them in my house you know i i'd like to maintain a certain decor <laughs> so if it's a nice doll though you know like a fun one then yeah let it in but also what's the weather like in the graveyard
0: well i, I like do, what, do, do i
1: need to bring a coat you know can i do I, it on a nice summer's day
0: i'm going to let you decide i'm i'm not i'm not making it halloween you just have you have to do it at night time how's that i think did i say that Okay, make it, right. Well, make it nighttime, make it a, a lovely summer's night. If you must take a couple of Budweiser's with you, if you like Budweiser, yes. or I don't know, um, and a slice of watermelon. I don't know what's going on now. You've missed
2: the spirit. Actually, trick, no, there, well, I, I, you? Yeah, you missed the spirits trick.
1: Get, get rid of the watermelon completely. That's taken all out. Oh, I can't stand that stuff.
2: <laughs> well, whatever you right, want I, to take with you. Some <laughs> sort
0: of
1: well, you I'm going some to take
2: and you see some spirits.
1: I'm going to take my lovely other half because she uh, very much enjoys graveyards. She finds them very interesting. And I think that we, we could make a day of it. Uh, I've, I've promised I'm going to take her to Highgate cemetery next time we're in London. So, you know, I, I can <laughs> kill two birds with one stone then, and, you know, just get this job out of the way and, you know, take my, my lovely missus on the, a nice day out. Sweet. we'd you board in a graveyard for you. Well, well and I, I, you know, I, might get to like speak to Karl Marx and you know that'd be interesting.
0: Yeah, you might.
1: you got more the to, only person to I know, lady die in
2: London. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't need that one. I've I've got the new series of The Crown <laughs> to keep me going.
0: <laughs> well, um, hmm, I've always wanted to own a, a haunted doll. In fact, I look at them on eBay from time to time. Um, but only because I don't believe it, I think it's a load of bollocks. Um, but you know. I've I've tested the Ouija board before, not in a graveyard, and I'm all right. So, get me a haunted doll. Oh, really?
2: Okay. Yeah. Give me I just one. worry. I just worry that if you got this said doll, and it was uh, mischievous on a regular basis, you couldn't even get rid of it because what were the consequences then? So you could be stuck with it for life. And if it's, you know, um, if it's not what you want in the doll, well, these pre asked questions. Someone else
0: put it on eBay, so I could just put it on eBay right <laughs> you don't know
2: what's going to happen there's a film right there, isn't it
0: i think uh I think that's that's the only way to get rid of possessed items is put them on eBay this because they go <laughs> I think eBay put them through some sort of uh, pentagram or something before they you know passes passes over any curses that's think... actually also a good question about the
1: Ouija board as well cause, like horn things tend to be related to a place, so you could just do it there and leave. And you're fine.
2: Well, as if, I say that if was you, my that's my point.
0: Yeah. If you say goodbye, you're fine. Exactly. But uh, you know and then
2: you could still go and get your haunted doll and get double the experience, so yeah.
0: So well <laughs> just do a Ouija board with a haunted doll. Right, fine. <laughs> Nothing scares us, apparently. Yeah, we're not even would you rather and we're just saying, give us it all. We'll take everything. What else you got? haunted bit of paper. Is, this is, that is the thing?
1: hubris that always catches people out in these movies, isn't it?
0: Yeah. We're doomed. Oh, we're all doomed. Um, right. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. Would you rather, would you rather we decided we'd rather do everything we damn well please. we want to do. Uh, so now Minnie is going to answer some of these here questions. You know, the questions that we've got, um, and we always start with, well, we always start with what's the first horror you can remember seeing. I'm actually going to start with uh, when did you become a horror fan?
2: All right, that's interesting. So I am a bit sketchy trying to remember things from my past because it being it being of the even eighties child, um, I can't remember if it was Jaws or Nightmare on Elm Street because my mum wouldn't let me watch horror films. But I think it was Jaws. But the first the first, I really enjoyed Jaws, but I was very scared. But I just loved Nightmare on Elm Street. It was right. just like something I'd never seen.
0: Right, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's a sort of combination combination answer there, really. And I mean, I'm I'm not allowed to start talking about Jaws because if I do, I, I won't shut up about it. Um, yeah, we've so, told him when he's allowed to. Uh, episode one hundred. We're episode one hundred. About- we're allowed to talk about Jaws, <laughs> but until then I have to just, I think I'm allowed to say that it is obviously a great movie. And I, I, I would say that, because I am obviously a child of the eighties as well. And I would say that a lot of us started our journey there. Um, I mean, I always cite Poltergeist as my, you know, real first one, um, which is probably, I and mean, then you probably lump Nightmare on Elm Street in as your real first one. Um
2: but that, yeah that was when I that, that was when I became a fan but my first yeah. one was was neither of them it was something random but we'll, we'll obviously get to that well, what, but, is, um, what, what was your first horror movie then That's so just... I was at I was the babysitter was watching something and I was in the room like mm. I came in the room so it wasn't something that I'd actually sat down and saw the whole way through so it wasn't until later on in life that I realized I'd witnessed a horror film because I was quite young. So <laughs> when I actually when I actually described it, I didn't even know what the film was called because I'd obviously missed the the initial opening and whatnot. It was Night of the Demon. So that bit where where he's driving along and he pulls up and he goes in the bushes and the for a wee. So <laughs> That was the first clip of a horror movie I saw, so that kind of (laughs) traumatised me a little bit. Um, And I have never revisited the whole film. I did see, I still remember part of it, but I have just not gone back and watched that film again. So I remember snippets. It's like childhood things where you remember just little snippets, but I think I was way too young. I mean, I I don't even know what year that was out, but um, I was young when, when that was on. So that was the babysitter. And obviously I couldn't tell my mum that the babysitter was watching a horror movie and I'd gone in the sitting room. So I just kept that one to myself.
1: So I've, yeah, I've yeah. got it up on Letterbox here. It's from 1980, uh, right? I believe. Uh, it's, actually, yeah. it's actually pretty well reviewed. So it might be one that's that is worth going back to.
2: Yeah, maybe. Put them demons to bed. <laughs> so I probably, I don't know how, I don't know how how it was a video. So back then, obviously you VCRs. they have obviously rented a video. Um, so I was probably like I don't know, t- young, really young. So yeah, who knows? Because back then it was it, it it took a couple of years to even get to video, didn't it? It, it, it was, was it was, it was it? on at the cinema, and it took a while to make its way down through the chain, didn't it? So
0: was it Night like- of the Demon or Night of the Demons?
2: I think it was not. It was well, what, whichever one it was. Someone said it was Night of the Demon, but it, it it was where he's driving along and he jumps out to go at the toilet, and then this demon jumps out the bush, and yeah, he's takes his crown jewels basically.
0: Oh right, yeah, no, I haven't seen that because I thought you were uh, initially when you said that I was thinking Night of the Demons, which um...
1: looking at the I've got the because cause I'm good, I've got both synopses up. And I think it is Night of the Demon, uh, singular. Okay. Uh, judging from from that, uh, Night of the Demons is a séance at a Halloween party. Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Night of the Demons is um, it's a bit of a um, what is it?
1: Slightly higher reviewed is is Demons. So I'm going to watch both of them at some point, probably.
0: Night of the Demons <laughs> is a bit of an Evil Dead clone. I think it's and and not as good. Um, but a lot of people think it's great i know one of the people i, I watch on youtube that's their favorite one anyway I'm, i've 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 gone off
2: <laughs> so <laughs> I, I i mean i don't know if i'll remember all of it i'll remember a few scenes um but we'll see i'll see if it jogs my memory it'll be interesting to see actually
0: yeah well we'll definitely have to add it to the list uh for sure uh, it it looks it looks weird Yep, let's watch that. That sounds like fun. (laughs) Um, Right, so the
2: next question along is...
0: What is the scariest horror movie?
2: Okay, so I had to stretch myself for this one. I had to really think hard because obviously when you start watching horrors, they have a different spin. Um, They grab you in a different way and the more you watch them, well, I find this, the more you can sort of cope with them. But Mm -hmm. something... um, so like Amityville Horror again I grew up with things like that and Evil Dead and they were obviously brutal and very sort of you know cliche movies but the one that got me um the most in recent times uh, was Hostel oh right uh, because I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a Tarantino fan as it is obviously he he didn't write it, it was Eli Roth but um just the thought just the whole I mean I, I was I literally I rewatched it again before we've had this chat and it still it does the same thing to me it's it's the whole like being taken somewhere and you can't escape so it's like yeah it, it absolutely terrified me again when I watched it the other day and I watched it at 11 o'clock in 11 o'clock and I was scared at lunchtime <laughs> it's weird because I do find the older films that you go back on, they're not as scary as, as they were, but Hostel is just it, it frightens the life out of me. So yeah. We've got silence on that one.
0: Uh no uh, no, sorry. Um
2: Were well, you was... weren't expecting that, were you? What were you thinking? No, this? I think
0: I I think that's why it was you caught me you caught me off guard with hostel, because um Yeah, that's... I think I, I'd i say the same as well. That... I could but I but I can see why people find it scary because um there's there's a lot going on in that movie it's sort of over its its violence um but some of its some of it sits in that realistic violence that I don't like
2: yeah um, and that's what that's what scares me you see is realistic violence because the fact is is that, that is very believable and I'm actually scared to go to go there because i think i affiliate that area with, with with that with what went on you know so it's like it didn't really happen there but you could believe it it could
0: yeah <laughs> apparently
2: as well i did read that they, they did actually uh where was it was it Bratislava? i can't remember where exactly it was but they actually went mad about the film because it put that it did put them in a bad spin at the time so yeah it it just it it really frightens me because have, have you seen Death Proof with Tarantino? I do feel like he played a hand in the, in the making of Hostel, although he's, he, I think he he produced it or something. But it just feels like a it feels like a really macabre Tarantino film at the same time.
1: Yeah, the, the two of them are, are pals, aren't they? They do. Yeah, they are. Sort of collaborate to. Yeah. Quite a bit.
2: So that's I've thrown a spanner in the works, haven't I? <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, I don't think you have. I think
1: anything. I need. Yeah, I need to go back and watch it. I you think do you so. need
2: to go back and watch it. Honestly, it's 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 oh, it's grim. I think I
1: uh, I had it on uh, during my my video shop days when I, when I used to work there. So I mean, there were never any customers, so you could generally concentrate on the film pretty well. But. To, you were still watching it at work in the afternoon, so. <laughs> so yeah, it's probably one that I do need to go back to because yeah, it it didn't really leave all that that much of a mark on me other than this. It's you know gory and violent.
0: Yeah. yeah, but I think I know what you're talking about. I think the scares are sort of the scary part is mainly around the fact that um, you know they go away on this holiday and then end up at this awful place. Um, yeah. yeah, so it is, uh, and and by the time the violence get it comes around, you know it's obviously pretty bad. But yeah, no, uh, um, you you did catch me off guard, but I understand what you're saying. It's um, it's an interesting choice, actually. We have a, we had a lot of similar choices, so it's nice to have something different.
2: You're probably um, going to get this with me because I am a little bit off the piste when it comes to horror stuff, especially now. Uh, in terms of the old school classics, it, like I say again. I've watched them but I don't revisit them much and I I don't know why that is but it kind of came out to me while I was while I was um sort of thinking about this because what was coming to the forefront of my mind tended to be more newer things than older things well I mean you Uh, could
0: choose whatever you want these are all your answers and if there's any if if there's any that you were weighing up then you know by all means chuck a couple of answers out we're not we're not too strict
2: Yeah, because, I mean, Amityville was definitely in there because I do remember being, like, you know, frightened to death in that as well. Uh, And, again, it it was sort of stuck in the house again, you know, like, you know, they had to keep going back there and they they were living in the house and, you know, but Hostel for me was just, yeah, Mm. it just did something to me. I can't describe it. And that, that, to me, is a good film, something that throws you... You're not expecting something and then it's not necessarily the outcome you wanted. So yeah, the ending wasn't what I wanted either. So that annoyed me a little bit. Because them characters were annoying in the film. Um there were really like annoying American guys, like sort of taunting people and they kind of deserved it, but when it was happening, they so didn't, you know. So it's like yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. Like you 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 want someone to get, get something in the film, but then when you start seeing what was happening, it's like, no, no, this is all this is all wrong.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, horror isn't the genre for satisfying endings anyway, really. No. Um...
2: <laughs> Dep- it, it depends. The, the, how, the joke about happy endings in there is. somewhere,
0: isn't there? It, oh, dear. Uh, right, let's move on before we get silly. Um, <laughs> so what is the best kill? Ooh.
2: This one's going to freak you out a little bit as well, I think, because it's probably not what you're thinking, but um, it is... Um, Paul Allen, who was Jared Leto in American Psycho, I just absolutely love that whole that whole scene. So he puts on the Huey Lewis song, and then he just goes about him with an axe.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Jared Leto does that. have a good history of getting killed in great, very satisfying ways. <laughs> like Panic Groom is another one yes. where he just gets just shot right in the face, and
2: oh, he does but but for me that I I just loved it I loved the way he he was chatting away he put his his Mac on and then you know Jared Leto didn't have a clue and again I don't know if it's I I find it satisfying that like certain types of people get offed or whatever but um, (laughs) it was and then he lit a cigar and and the song was like you don't have I think it's you don't have to be square by Hugh Lewis and it's like (laughs) he's just sat there and it was just yeah I just thought it was good
0: I personally I think that's a bloody good choice for it for one. Yeah. Yeah, really it's good. a it's a fantastic scene that. Yeah. <laughs> well done. You've chose good answer. That's a good answer that we I might add that to the right answer pile.
1: Nice, um, nice. And not just because it's Jared Leto for the record. It's also very good. Yeah. Just if it was a different more <laughs> likable actor,
0: let's say. But oh, part, I don't mind little that.
2: mind, to be fair. <laughs> I didn't like him in this. I didn't like his role in this film, so.
0: Oh, no. I suppose we'll just have to move past that. Uh, right. What I, What's next? Standout effects. Oh, lovely.
2: Right, this is where I'm going to bother you as well, because I'm not majorly um, standout effects. So, uh, and I think this is going back to the whole, like, cl- like cliched sort of in your face horrors. But the one I do remember, again, from being young, which freaked me out, was The Thing.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's in the right answer pile, so... Yeah, that that's that's an all-reliable for us,
1: isn't it, that one? We, we like hearing The Thing.
2: <laughs> so We're... as much... I, I, and I appreciate the effort and the time that goes into special effects, but for me, uh, for me it's not a standout thing for a horror film for me, but, but I do have memories of the thing and, you know, thinking it, it, when you see it now, it's still, it still looks decent.
0: Yeah. It still it looks still amazing.
2: Looks yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, that's the, what
1: we keep coming back to about the practical effects, isn't it? It's just when they're real, they, they don't
0: age, this, you
1: know, the same yeah. way. Yeah. No,
0: they don't know. It's, um, yeah i mean in fairness i chuck the effects question in there because i like to know what practical effects people like so um you know like i say the the thing is in the right answer pile we've got a couple of right answers for that one so um although uh, i shouldn't say that really because everyone's deserves their own answer but you know
1: i we, think we caveat the uh i think we caveat the right
2: answer
0: yeah uh, <laughs> idea enough yeah i'd I don't know what's going on. My brain's going weird.
2: Um, uh, Mine went a long time ago, so you know, I'm with you on that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. A, a movie that needs a sequel or movies that need to stop making sequels.
2: <sighs> right. So. Or if I, you've got an
0: answer for both, go mental. Mad. Well, I mean, Crazy.
2: again, with the cliche films like, you know, Final Destination, like went on and on so went on and on um but i would like to see a, a second uh, a part two to midsummer because i absolutely loved midsummer um and i'd like to see something else from that yeah
0: yeah that'd be interesting um i'm not sure what they do yeah i there's well, an idea the whole... for it i'd love it yeah, yeah. Like
2: it's, it's the whole backstory on like all of these people that never came back and um where she's at now and what, what's going on and do people go looking for her you know or all their friends like uh, that was such a great film i just I, I didn't want it to end so i'd like to see what they could take take with it next
0: yeah, that's a, that's a funny one, that because I was glad when it ended, but mostly because I was uncomfortable oh, yeah. all the way through. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Well, that's one of those ones where you go, I'm not sure whether I can say I enjoyed it or not, but it had me captivated. Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. But it also made me really uncomfortable. Um. So when we finally got to the end, I was like, phew.
2: <laughs> There's um, so many parts of that you can look at that could be like... Ugh. I mean, him in the bear suit, like the two jumping off the cliff, you know, like oh, it's just it's just nuts. But I just the think hammer. that they could take that more. That I, could, I think they could do more with that. Like I just again, yeah. it's that whole that whole I keep coming back to it. But things that where you're restricted and you can't get away from, I think that's what I'm starting to realize that I like. Yeah, Yeah, I don't
0: know what it, it was. I don't know why. But for me, it was the constant daylight that was putting me off. It was really I I I d I don't know why, but that was what was really um really got really there, got there. me about it. Yeah, but yeah. I think it was it's just like I don't know like if it had been set over one day, it wouldn't have bothered me, would it? But because it was like it feels like it's dragged out, but you never really get any night time, it it it's
2: tiring. It
1: feels happy as well, doesn't it? It looks happy.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it just all goes horrifically wrong. Yeah, it's under your skin, isn't it?
0: It's a, it's, it's, it's a hell of a movie. It's a hell of a movie. Or we'll I'd get like to...
2: to see it because I just find it's a new, sort of new wave of movie. And and I just, I would like to see them explore it a little bit more and where they could go with it because it, it did definitely grip me.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And I'd watch Florence Pugh in anything, really. She's...
2: <laughs> yeah, that first scene, though, where she's on the phone. I mean, that that is insane. I love that scene, but... Yeah, she's so good.
0: Yeah, she's very good in that. Yeah, Uh,
2: um, lovely
0: midsummer, can't beat it. Or midsummer. What? What is it? Is it midsummer or midsummer? I
2: don't know. I said midsummer, didn't I? I I, I don't actually know how to pronounce it. You did.
0: You did, but it probably is midsummer. Anyway, you can um, feel
2: some Scandi vibe coming on, can't you? Here with me.
0: Well, I was just going to say, with regards to Swedish
1: accents, let's just get it out of the way now. I'm not very good at them either, so... <laughs> we that's put gonna it be on a... Google
2: Translate and see what that coughs up, but, you know... <laughs> I
1: think that's probably going to be the least offensive Swedish translation <laughs> that we're going to get this episode, because there are a few okay. coming up. I'm not okay. looking forward to these. <laughs>
0: oh, dear.
2: Um, right, so what is your favourite franchise? Saw. So, straight off, like, when I, when I first watched Saw... So, I felt like there hadn't been a, a switch in, in, in films for a while. So, so with something different and again, it's that, I think it's that feeling of entrapment, but um, I just really liked the whole sort of everything about it. Um, and I, and I didn't mind the sequels to be honest. Um, and they could have kept on going for me as, as, as mad as that sounds, but I just really, Again, they're all in the room, and you know one's going to get out, and it's just the, you know they're messing about with their heads. I just I just really loved it, and again it gripped me, it got me, you know, on the edge of my seat, and I couldn't stop watching it. So yeah. <laughs> with think, curled toes.
0: I don't think you have to worry about that one stopping because they're definitely making another one, Um so um that's just going to keep running and running. I think. Um although god knows how they come up with all these trap ideas and stuff i mean i've said many times that saw's just not for me i like the first two and then i just can't be bothered with it um but obviously each to their own um it's come up a few times i think matthew it has yeah uh i don't know it still carries just
1: on the whole i feel the same as you mark but it it does carry that that weight of the first film that I can't, yeah. I can't be too hostile to it because that that first film is so brilliant. It was so formative for me as well that I just, yeah, it still got a soft spot.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Even though spiral, it just
2: it just I, mean, I felt something different when I watched that film compared to it because I think at the time before that came out, everything was just sort of plateaued, and that was just something a little fresh because when you think about horror and and how you how you do different formats and you know diff, different ways of doing it it, it it kind of it takes a lot to sort of open your eye to something new I find now because it's almost like it's all been done before but so didn't give me that feeling when i watched it yeah i, I, so, I, I,
0: I totally agree with you that first movie's amazing um and it does all the things that you that you said and i think The reason that I don't like them, in fact, is because that first one's got a great twist and the second one's, you know, not so bad. But after that, I feel like they felt like they had to have a massive twist. Yeah. But it just became either them, me feeling like they were just trying to show me how clever they were, Um, you know, and it's a twist on top, of twist on top, of twist. And it's like, uh, I'm not bothered anymore.
2: I, I get what you mean, and and I might have said it earlier when I was talking about what, what what goes on and on and on. And I mentioned so, and it does go on and on and on. But I don't know. I just I just enjoy the format, the the sort of game thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like another episode of um, what's he called? Crystal Maze. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not for the faint hearted, as it were.
0: Yeah, perhaps. Well, I think if you have got a crystal at the end of it, I might go back. Um... <laughs> Would you go in there for a crystal, though? Maybe, yeah, uh, as long as I can get out. Um, yeah. Going off on a tangent, actually, it's like tangent. I started watching Dead Silence this week, which is um, was James Wan and Lee Winnell, who obviously did Saw. Um, I haven't finished watching it, but it was so far much better than I
2: expected. Um, so... Interesting. You'll have to message me that one because I can't. I can't remember. I'll not remember it after we have spoke.
0: I will. I'll definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, right. So, what is the worst horror you've seen?
2: All right. So, this is quite a recent one because I mean we can look at things like Zombie Fleshy, is which years ago was really scary, but then mm. on revisiting, it's almost humorous. <laughs> it's like it, there's nothing scary about it when I rewatched it like several years later. It's almost comical. Um, but I watched a film a couple of years ago called Brahms have you seen it the doll one I And mean, yeah it's going back to that doll thing so I thought that was horrendous that's get that doll that lived in the house and then that money went uh, uh no
0: oh, the, the boy I think it's called the boy yes the boy
2: yeah he's called Brahms isn't it but yeah the boy so I just thought that was horrendous
0: yeah I, well I've heard the second one's bad um I think I did see the first... Do you know what? I think you're right. The first one's not that good either. Um, It's got uh, the odd moment in it that's worthwhile. Spoilers for the boy. I think the one bit where the parents sort of leave the babysitter in charge and you're like, all right, they're going on holiday. And then the next thing you see, they're just walking. I don't know if they walk into a river or drive into one, but they've got no uh, intention of coming back, which is a good bit of that movie, but... (laughs) Mostly, it's the just
2: the takes it out on everyone else there.
0: Mostly, it's just crap, isn't it? Oh, There's a bloke living in the walls. <sighs>
2: <laughs> it's just, um, and it's funny because I watched it with my dad, and he actually there was like a, a a jump scare, and he literally screamed, and then pretended he was like trying to scare me. Uh, <laughs> that was the one time I saw him jump, but it was comical. <laughs> yeah
0: oh well it should elevate it in your opinion then that shouldn't be the worst horror movie you've seen that should be the best thing ever (laughs) yeah (laughs) no yeah well it's not a good one it's not a good one um
2: so i'm doing all right so far then i guess
0: (laughs) all the questions are are yours to answer anyway every one of them's been good so uh but we'll see actually because what is your favorite horror movie
2: So my favourite horror movie, again, it was a tough one because I do have a a burning love for The Shining. But it is uh, Let the Right One In.
0: Ah, (laughs) funny you should say that. (laughs) That is funny you should say that because Matthew likes The Shining too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Let the Right One In sucks, so we're not going to talk about that.
1: oh you of course we're going to talk about okay. it because that's the episode today
0: that's the name of the episode let the let let the reap one in um I reap sorry um <laughs>
2: uh, I'll let rat one in yeah
0: I let the reap one in son uh, <laughs> sorry yeah you've no know, idea how long I've resisted doing that accent um so you know I've got it out of the way now
2: so before we Okay, get- I
1: think all these bad accents are letting me off the hook for what I'm about to do to these Swedish ones. So. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: because yeah, actually we- you could pronounce it in Swedish, but we're not going to go there.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. But before we get into the movie, before I hand over to Matthew, where I always ask because this is a horror sandwich that we're making, so that was the initial slice of bread. The movie is the filling. But I always ask what you would have in your, I guess, tiny sandwich if it was you. <laughs>
2: So, if you're from the northeast, you'll know what peas pudding is. Anyway, yeah. peas pudding is like a, it's like boiled lentils with like ham shank until it's a paste. So, a ham and peas pudding sandwich on a stutty is that's my sandwich.
1: That's, that's proper northeast, isn't it? That? Oh, yeah, I, right. it is. And yeah. if, if there was Even no, pull the stutty with- out.
2: If there was no peace pudding, which there might not be, because people who... I didn't realise that unless you came out of the North pe- people don't know what peace pudding is. It's a huge thing in the northeast. Anyway, it would be a, a beef, uh, tomato, onion, egg and mayonnaise with a little bit of cucumber and Jeez. some salt. <laughs> Ugh,
0: I can't wait to ruin that sandwich, right? Uh, all right. <laughs> um... You know, I'm just gonna put blood in it. I've, I've, got, I've, got, <laughs> I've got no no imagination at all. I will absolutely try my best. Uh, although blood would be appropriate this time. Anyway, I'm gonna hand over to Matthew this time because he's gonna he's gonna uh lead us in our let the right one in chat. Um so off you go.
1: Yeah, so let's do it then. So let the right one in or lat den rata comma in from 2008 is a Swedish film directed by Thomas Alfredson. Uh, probably the most interesting thing about the cast, actually, is that it was written by John I. V. the Lindqvist, who wrote the novel as well. So he, he adapted his own work for the screenplay. Oh. Uh, so he, I don't know, some writers get quite touchy about it. Some want to be really hands-on, and I'd say, I guess this guy did. Uh, so yeah, so it, it's based on the book as well, which... I don't. Know, I think we'll we'll probably touch on a little bit as well, just to how it works, because uh, it's also uh, well. I said left, this in he the. Left, uh, he left
2: a fair chunk out, didn't he, of, of, from the book?
1: It did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said this on the the foreign languages top five that that this was my number one. So there's no spoiler to say that I think it's a masterpiece, uh, and I'd say the book is as well. Uh, and then for the cast, we've got uh, Kare Harderbrandt, who's playing Oscar, Lena Leanderson playing Eli, Per Ragnar playing Harkon, Henrik Dahl playing Eric, Karin Bergquist as Yvonne, Ika Nord as Virginia, and Peter Karlberg as Laka. I think I did okay on that, actually, to tell you the truth. Uh, anyone in Sweden, please let me know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's. Uh, Budget was $4 million uh, estimated and it grossed $11 million, uh, which I was actually really surprised at because I think this is the first non-English language film that I was really aware of as being quite a popular, quite successful film. Mm. Uh, So I thought it would have actually had a a much higher gross than that, but it certainly got great word of mouth and great reviews critically.
0: Yeah. You might get to this in a bit, um, but I thought it was interesting that um, the separate casting for Ellie's voice, or is it? Uh, is it Ellie? That's right, isn't it? Uh, uh, Ely, I, e- I go for Ely. Sorry. Yeah. The, yeah. Because I've, I've written Elif Silon was uh, e- Ely's voice. Um, yeah. So as far as I'm aware, the
1: director uh, wanted an, an older sounding voice. So that uh, say, because she's, she's a vampire who's been alive for hundreds of years that she would sound sort of otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they basically just dubbed over all of the dialogue. So yeah, I don't think we actually hear the, the actress who we see at any point. It's-,
0: yeah, it was, it's interesting because um... You can't tell, unless you know you can't tell. Like, it doesn't look sus at all. Do you know what I mean? Like...
2: I actually didn't know that, so, like, thinking of it, I wasn't aware. It, I do not... It, it did... I, I, our voice did sound kind of masculine, but again, the name Ely, and you've both said it different, and it's like... Is it female? I don't know.
1: Yeah, so I, I, that is one thing that I did just want to mention before uh, we, we start, because in the book uh, it's revealed sort of around two thirds of the way in uh, that Ely was born male and uh, castrated. And, and at that point in the book, the pronouns move from she to he. Uh
2: Oh, interesting. I have
1: heard that described as being transphobic and the portrayal, I, I don't quite see it myself, but I, I don't think that's really for me to say because I'm a cis male. So if I'm going to be using she for the whole yeah. uh, discussion here because the film doesn't really make any mention of it bef- aside from one, one small scene.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yep.
1: And I, uh, I,
2: I read it as Eli, which is kind of masculine. So, And some people read it as Ellie. So it's interesting, isn't it, if that name was actually purposely to throw you. So I don't know if it's a Swedish name and whether it's female, but I wasn't sure when I actually heard the name. Yeah,
1: I I do think it is... Uh, well, in the stage show, they, they mention very briefly uh, to cover this track that uh, her name was Elias when Ah, uh, originally is what she says. And so I guess it's that, that plays on that unisex sort of name.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: But right. I say that we've got, uh, we've got that out of the way. Uh, If anyone does say I want to to reach out and talk to that, I, I am all ears. I'm interested in, in hearing what people have to say. So, yeah, please, please do mention it. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the film then. Okay. So uh, it is set in Valingby, which is a, a suburb of Stockholm. So that, in winter, really does just make this whole film feel super cold all the time, it doesn't it?
2: Yeah. yeah. It really sets the tone. Like, that. that's what I loved about it, that tone. And the darkness.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the whole thing's covered in snow. Everyone's breath is just spewing out of them all the time as they're talking. Uh, One thing I've noticed about Oscar is just, he's got snot running out of his nose, like, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, it's a great setting for this film. uh, Because it's, it's quite bleak in its in its uh, appearance uh, a lot of the times the director sort of points the action of the frame in the corner and then uses like the whole rest of the frame as just this vast open space he it, it does that all the time and you
2: yeah and it really does, it really does make it really does bring the atmosphere in it really does
0: yeah absolutely yeah and Yeah. When, the the
1: original setup for the, for the film as well, I also think is really, really clever for being a vampire film because it's, it plays in this middle ground between not really giving anything away, but also beating you over the head with how obvious it is that this girl who's moved into this new area is a vampire. Right, yeah. yeah,
2: if you were watching it initially, you wouldn't necessarily think straight away, would you it sort of leads you to it very gently if i'm if I'm and I'm backtracking when I talk about the American version, they're straight in, but this one just slowly walks you into sort of the macaness of it all, and it's yeah, it's very slow pace, but there's there's a whole lot of visual going on as well, and you just it just really it from this from straight away it just really brings you in. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: I the thing is I I knew it was a, a, a vampire film going going in but the second time watching it um I, and I, I noticed that obviously and I'm not it's it's pretty obvious that Oscar himself is a very dark character and if you didn't know you were going in for a vampire film you would definitely be wondering what's going on with this little boy like what is he going to do because obviously he has, you know, this scrapbook that he go that he has and carries a knife around with him, and there's just something very dark about him. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, that that newspaper clipping. Yeah, that, yeah. As twenty twenty two me, I was just like, this this is a kid who really needs to discover true crime podcasts, isn't it? Because <laughs> he, sure. he would he would love that for sure.
2: And she, she she sniffed him out, didn't she, straight off? Because that is the exact type of person that she goes for. So, you know, Andy's young, so it was just good timing, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And the other thing, with it being sort of a build up to that that reveal, uh, another good thing that's littered throughout the film is that we're we're given these uh, nuggets of vampire lore, mm. just given to us in in that modern day context. It's sort of like a casual throwaway sort of way, you know, like uh, Oscar gives Ely a sweet, and like she starts throwing it up after, like immediately afterwards. In that, it plays with those uh, th- those vampire, look, you know, those mythos. Set silver. I think that's the only one we probably don't get in the whole thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. uh, You said about that, that sweet bit, because I'm sure you're going to go through more of the plot, but one of the things I picked up on that is, it is sort of this vague love story between the two of them. But at that moment, he cares for her, but it's awkward as well, you know, like as it should be. Um, It's very interesting. I've got a question actually that I wanted to ask you because I didn't get a chance to look it up. When is this supposed to be set? Uh so this is set in the 1980s. I couldn't
1: tell you the exact yeah, year specifically.
2: It feels specifically. very eighties to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's where where and when it's set is when uh Linkvis, the writer, it's where he grew up and when he was growing up.
0: Oh, right. So it's
1: very personal in in that regard to him.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Look. So
2: can I just chime in on the sweet thing quickly as well? Because what I, what I took from that was, you know, um, she didn't want to do it. Like initially, she's the first thing she said to him was, we can't be friends. And then the friendship evolved. And then, and then it was like, I can't eat the sweet, but she ate it. So she's almost telling him she can't do something, but sh- she's doing it all the same to make him feel like he's wanted by somebody. Because that to me is what he, his character, he's, he's sort of an outcast, isn't he? So she sort of makes him feel like she, she's telling him she can't do something. And, and it's almost like she's, is she looing him into that? So like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to do it, but I'll do it for you. Because of her hidden agenda, if you know what I mean.
1: Right. So I, I'm, I'm going to, uh, to use that then as just a, Flip around how I'd, I'd planned to do this. because I think you've you've given a a nice <laughs>
2: uh,
1: go about into how to do it. Then so
2: am I putting spoilers uh, in?
1: No, I think uh, uh, it's I uh, it's my own notes. Which who knows? I maybe I should have reordered them like this anyway. But yeah, we'll we'll go through sort of a, a plot overview then. Because uh, okay. I was going to get back to this to a little bit later. But the yeah, the whole film is basically uh, Oscar and Ely are. Uh, the the film starts when when the, those two really meet, and so we see Oscar is is a bullied young child, and Ely is the mysterious girl who's moved in next door. And as young kids tend to do, they hang around and, and meet outside, uh, and then they form this this friendship that eventually develops into uh, into something more. Uh, but in the meantime. Uh, harkin who is living with ely Um, it's a little bit vague as to what their relationship is in the film Uh, in the book it it's really rather dark and unpleasant and he is committing murders on her behalf so that she can drink the blood of the victims Uh, he tries to commit a murder that goes tits up (laughs) <laughs> there's nothing more to say about it than that uh, and because there's no blood so Ely goes to hunt she basically picks the wrong person uh, who is uh, a member of a group of friends that leaves a witness and then eventually that, that sort of leads to Ely being found and Having to go on the run. So I, th- I think that's a pretty good plot rundown without too much details and spoilers. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yes, yeah, so I think basically the the alien Oscar thing just is what is threaded through the whole film, and th- and that's pretty much entirely what the film is about, isn't it? These these two characters. Yeah. Uh, and it's where the text of this is so rich, because there's a lot of interpretation that you can put into this. Uh What, so you just said there about, you know, Ely putting herself out there, doing things that are against her interest to help Oscar. I I've heard the complete opposite of that in other times All right, and, okay. that she's manipulating him because she lost Harkin uh, in the film and needs a new person to kill for her.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm with you personally. I think that yeah, it's quite... because
2: I feel like when she met him, she that's when the decline started with, with Harkin. So she would ignore him. Like, you know, when she tapped on the wall to do the... He'd done the sort of signal thing, you know, because there were neighbours and there were able to communicate through the wall and she kind of was dismissive with him so it was almost like she knew in my that's this is my thoughts she knew that he was he was the next you know the next <laughs> person um and he was then sort of a, a bit redundant in and and I don't know if that was why he started to get sloppy he was getting a bit sloppy before that but he was almost desperate wasn't he, he was sort of clutching at straws and then he got himself noticed. So um, that, that was, that was kind of what I got. But again, it's like, who knows the right from wrong? I I guess, again, it's the unknown, isn't it?
1: Yeah, certainly. And it's, I think that's kind of also the beauty of it is every, you know, every character's rich and well-drawn so that, you know, they they do interact in ways that have, you know, jealousy and uh misreadings of what may be happening and and such and and that extends itself to you know to the viewer because you know some people say that you know Ely is this manipulating monster whereas others myself included do think that she's sort of like this guardian angel savior kind of character uh yeah, you because know, I think and
2: that's what was so beautiful about her because you had empathy for her and she killed at the end of the day, but you want you wanted it to be okay, didn't you? It's it's and you can see her perspective, like that's how she had to survive. That's so...
1: reflected in Oscar as well, which is like really interesting and well drawn from his point of view, is that he starts this film as you know, this this bullied victim who's he's got no outlet for himself. So he feigns violence and fantasizes about, you know, getting his own back and killing these bullies. And, you know, eventually towards the end of the film, when Ely's in danger, we actually, it's the only time he sees proper violence and he's repulsed by it.
2: Yeah. So and it's it, all he's been dreaming of before then.
1: Yeah. So it, it's it's kind of a story that brings Oscar out from this darkness to to the light. You know, and obviously darkness and light, it's not exactly a subtle metaphor with uh, with vampire films, is it? But you know, it's this lovely story, but at the same time it's completely justified to say. This is this is dark, and this kid's just got himself into a lifetime of torment yeah. because he he's basically fallen in love with the wrong person.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting. I kept quiet during that because you were <laughs> you were both. Far... I was going off on one. No, you were both far too interesting, and um... <laughs> no, it's it's not odd thing because i think if you get trapped in one state of mind while you're watching it then it it delivers the storyline that you're looking for um you know like if you do start thinking of a just this manipulator who's looking for the next you know young person who can keep her alive you know it it, it fits the narrative but you know the other thing which is what Matthew said which is what I like to which is what I like to believe is that she's more well you you already you already said it so I don't need to I don't need to go over that and I prefer I prefer that interpretation of it Um, yeah but it it's sitting there and I've got a thought about this movie that I'm gonna I'm gonna say now we're gonna wait until the end but I want to say it now is that people often say that movies are like uh, are art and I'm, you know, it's it's rare that I see that, but with this movie, uh, I can see why people, you know, consider movies to be art, and not just, and partly because this one looks so beautiful that there's so many moments in it that, are, despite the fact that, um, you know, they're sort of like awe-inspiring, and the, there's a moment in the movie where um, Ellie's uh, sorry. You know, I'll just say Ellie, sorry, is uh, climbing a building in the background. And it just, it's a beautiful shot to me. Um, you know, it's not a blink and you miss it sort of thing, but it's also the fact that this movie's so wide open to in- interpretation as well. You know, like some people look at one painting and think, you know, whatever about it, but the next person gets drawn in and that's, really how i felt about this movie especially watching it for a second time um and you all liked it but i didn't know i liked it as much as i do like it and it's just um yeah like i say it's, it's, it's truly artful artful movie and there's just so many bits in it that um that i think are, are beautiful and there are moments in it that are scary and it just yeah it's very good <laughs> Well, I think you, you've you left
1: open just a nice little thing just to carry on with for this because with the way that I like to justify the position on Ely and also the what makes the film a horror is that it's almost entirely humans that create the horror. Right, yeah, Not, yeah. E, Ely is always she's kind of just seen as, as a as an animal you know a uh, uh, just something that she's got to eat to part the food chain uh, she takes no pleasure in you know drinking blood and, and killing people and all it and the horror is is the bullies you know it's, it's Oscar's bullies that that are scaring and I'm thankfully. You know, it's not something that really resonates with me, but I'm sure for a lot of people, those bullying scenes are triggering. They're they're intense and mm. very uncomfortable to watch. Just you know, for someone who wasn't bullied, you know, I I can't stand to look at them at times. Yeah, and uh, you know, the the horror comes from uh, parents that aren't listening, and uh the scene with oscar's dad where as soon as uh his quotation marks friend comes to visit he just abandons oscar and, and pays attention to to the the new guy that's come in and it's it's so sad for this character that
2: yeah, he doesn't have is... any he doesn't have any dependent and uh, like anyone he truly depends on and I, I feel like she was the first person that he felt he could fully dependent on, depend
0: yeah.
2: on yeah, uh, and, and it just goes to show the length that somebody might might go to if in in that situation you know you just you you don't know what sends someone down a specific path but you know the, the makings were all there for him if he's not to do this um for her be a slave a slave or a master to her then where would he have ended up down the line it's hard to know i guess isn't it
0: yeah,
1: and very true. That's also the the other thing is that the ending does have some ambiguity to it. Is like, it, is he going to be that? Is she self sufficient in that she do, he won't be doing that for her? He'll just he'll, he'll be watching from the sidelines, so to speak.
2: And I think um, that that test in the bathroom where you know she was in the bath and um, he stepped up, didn't he? When when the guy was lurching on her. And um, I forgot his name. Is it? Loc- it's not Locke, is it? It's, I can't remember uh, his name. But- Lacker. Yeah. When he was lurching on her, then he, he sort of stepped in. He didn't... And again, that to me was another test, you know? Like, I don't know. Again, it's that... It's that whole, I'm not sure where she's coming from because I also see it that she doesn't personally like killing, which is why she has somebody who does it for her. Because when she actually does jump, on um the girlfriend she and and she draws the blood she's really upset about it and that to me says that she doesn't want to do it herself and she needs someone to bring it for her because even though she's you know however old she is there's still a 12 year old in there Mm -hmm. and she needs someone to do the work for her and she can't bear to do it herself so I also took that from that scene where she did seem you know she was slamming her hands down and Sort of almost crying over her um, and you don't see a lot of emotion from her either. So, um, yeah, that that, that that to me said that that's what she needs that person for. That's what I took from it, anyway. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I think this is is something that we could be talking about for
0: a yeah. for a very long time, couldn't we? At this rate, yeah. But yeah. well, the only thing that I thought was worth bringing up. Is that um, the character of Virginia, who you're talking about, the the girlfriend who who gets bitten, um, but she's not killed. So she ultimately becomes a vampire, um, but she's aware she becomes a vampire. And for me, she makes the choice to not not be in that life or, you know, she obviously decides that something's going on. So um, she chooses to just die in the flames. Um, which is by the way, a fantastic effect, really. I, I was just <laughs> really going to say well that on. and
1: Ely is an old lady as well. Yes. Uh, yes. While she's drinking both of those, uh, when I was doing the standout effects question myself, both of those could, should have been uh, factored into yeah. my thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the thing about it is what it does show is that, um, And not traditionally, like vampires often, if you get turned into a vampire, you get turned into an evil creature. Whereas in this particular instance, I'd say, if you get turned into a vampire, you still maintain what, your humanity. So it's like, I know it's it's a bit of an odd question, but Ely obviously has still made the choice to continue being alive. You know, she might be a couple of hundred years old, and you could say, obviously, she's Still mentally, maybe twelve years old, but um, you know, it's odd in it that she's never made the choice that she's made the choice that, despite the fact that, like uh, Minnie said, she obviously doesn't like the killing, and yet she continues on that path. It's a bit of a... Not- I'm probably opening it up to a larger discussion than it needs to be, but <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Like, there obviously there, there, there is a choice there to not live that life. I think um,
1: it's, for, for me, it came down to that, sort of what I said earlier, that she feels kind of just like she's part of the food chain. You know, it's kind of like telling her to not do it is like telling a lion not to hunt sort of thing.
2: It's like us yeah. saying that we're not going to eat meat be- to vegetarians, you know, it's like, you know, people, we eat meat to survive, but like, we don't need just meat, but but we do eat it. And it's like, you know, yeah, Matthew I don't even. know. It's it's a, it's a way of it's a way of <laughs> living, is not it? <laughs> You're not going to just say, you know what? I'm going to expire now because uh, I can't eat meat anymore. That that is just her way of of going about her daily needs, isn't it? I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely yes. Like, say so we just keep saying that it's so so rich that we could, you know, that there's. I mean, we, we could write a book just about this film and <laughs> and. It would yeah. be as long as the book the film's based on, and and that could be a whole chapter in itself. It's, it's just something I'm just going to keep banging on about. It's just, it's so so rich. As it's a, got a as beautiful, a it's got
2: a beautiful story. It, it it has horror in it, and it's it's beautifully shot. It's just it takes every box, and that's to me why I feel like it's it's my it's my favourite because it's not just about the scaring and you know putting yourself in the uncomfortable position it's just got everything it's got the love story it's you know it's just got so much going on mhm
0: yeah yeah well i then I, I feel like we're drawing to a close then <laughs> um, but i think i <laughs> think this
1: this might be a good time to uh to move, move on to the uh, the ratings and and reviews
0: well i do think i actually do think that we should just put a little bit of focus on the pool scene at the end um okay Because yes. i think <laughs> i think You know, that is probably, I don't know, not the best scene, but, you know, probably the bit that people remember most about it. So um, what I will say is, again, fantastically shot because you don't see really anything. This Um, is how
1: you work with a limited budget, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we we see Oscar under the water and we know that um, Ellie is up there saving his life and the thing about it is it's like you, like you said matthew the the horror is in the people you know so when she shows up it's a superhero moment um we we're not going oh no she's killing people and even when we see the aftermath the blood and everything like that it's a superhero moment it's uh, it, it, yeah we're we're happy that oscar's not losing his eye we're happy that oscar's not losing his eye or that he's not drowning she shows up she saves him it's a it's a wonderful scene um and probably the most horror scene in it you know like because it's decapitations and when you see a sort yes. of zoom out of that aftermath of of all the blood and everything and the one kid who gets left alive who um you know he's gonna he's probably got the worst of it <laughs> he's never gonna yeah. forget that in his entire life um but yeah, I just thought it was uh, it, it, it's such a it's such a great scene and I and i I I'll repeat myself again, but the twist of the fact that the in theory, well, I don't know if she is the evil thing, but the fact that she shows up and saves him. Um it's a heroic moment, fills you with joy almost, considering the murders.
2: Yeah. And I found the bullying bit like Matthew was saying earlier on, the bit where he's about to force him under the water and stuff. That was the scariest bit in the whole scene for me,
0: yeah, not, that's that you know that's the intense bit, yeah, 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 good mm. stuff,
2: yeah, but the play we we didn't talk about the player we is that is that is that is that written off now, or i'd I'd just be super keen to hear how how that was in comparison,
0: well, I think we'll do the ratings and reviews and we'll add our own review, and then Matthew cool. can do that.
2: I look forward to that,
0: okay so well, I mean.
1: I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that this is a creative psychopath from everyone.
0: Yeah, the, the most creative of psychopaths, if, if it was a star review, it would be five. Well, uh, so that that jives
1: with Rotten Tomatoes because this film has a 98% critic score and a 90% audience score, so it's it's pretty much tip-top there. And uh, yeah, Letterboxd and IMDb are both the same as well. It's got a four and an eight from there. So, yeah, it's pretty great. And, yeah, I- I'm with you, Mark. It's a five-star full creative psychopath from me.
0: We do normally offer three choices of review them. I mean, it's normally a, a shit, ooh, it's spooky, or creative psychopath. <laughs> creative psychopath being obviously the um the top one. But, you know, you said it was your favourite, and just talking to you, you, I think, a creative psychopath all round. Yeah. Beautiful. I think- I think if uh, I think if you've been listening to the podcast all the way through, and there are some films you haven't watched, and you thought, you know, oh, I might like to watch that. This is the movie to go watch uh, for sure. And um, do you mind if I just mention that it does have a remake? Um,
1: yes. Yeah, we should we should mention that.
0: We uh, should definitely mention that. Yeah. It does have a remake. Now, I have skim watched the remake and um, it's actually shot all right, but it's, uh, I think, slightly more violent than it needs to be. Um, uh, but, uh, like I say, I have only really skim watched it, but uh, I presume it doesn't capture the same magic.
2: Is that is that the American version?
0: Yeah. 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 But also, I think there's a TV show coming out. Which, yes,
2: there is, I believe, yes.
0: Which looks like which looks like something very odd. It doesn't, looks very different, doesn't it? Yeah. Really hot,
2: isn't it? I, I did like the American one. It, it just totally went in at a different angle and I just feel like they were trying to make it more sort of cliche American and sort of giving it some real like beef and bones and the music and everything. But I did like it but for completely different reasons.
0: Yeah. Right. I didn't relate
2: to I didn't relate to because there's a different name to Oscar. If I remember, it's I can't remember the that's name. Owen. But, yes, that's right. Owen and Abby. Yes. And Abby's like a very much a girl name, isn't it? So there we go again. It's, it was in the way it just started off um, with the hospital run, you know, completely different angle. But it was I, I I felt like the American version was trying to lead you by the hand with the story. Um. More than more than the Swedish one because the Swedish one you had to kind of work it out yourself a little bit. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I watched it when it first came out, but not uh, not not since. And I, I was kind of feeling the same as you guys in that it's a good film. Uh, it's just not. It's not like the right one in. It's, yeah. it's not that level of, of film. Uh, but it's, it's it's directed by Matt Reeves, who's, who's gone on to do uh, the the two planet of the apes films and, and the batman so it's it's got some credibility to it certainly yeah. so it's worth it's a watch great. i, would, I just, wouldn't tell it, anyone to not
2: yeah it. it is a great film but it just feels it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like the original
0: no
1: no well it's actually uh, a good point to bring up the facebook comments and because brian has said uh, uh, that it's a great film fantastic novel and one that he feels the Americans got their adaptation right too. So that's, I think, yeah. another agreement. And then uh, Sam has said, solid advice. I'm constantly letting the wrong one in, and I'm knee-deep in wayfish Scandinavian vampires. So <laughs> also good life advice there.
0: <laughs> Actually, I wanted to say one more thing. Sorry. Um, I, I started reading the book, but gave, but gave up on it because I didn't, like the direction of um, some of the characters and I, I just like, I didn't enjoy the way it was making me watch the film back so I gave up on it um, and I think I mean you guys, you said it was an excellent book but for me it was sort of ruining the story of the film um, I, I think the book it has got a much darker
1: heart than the film has uh, I'd Say anyway. the core of the story between Oscar and Ely's mostly the same. Uh, but there's some there's some real dark stuff around that which I mm-hmm. I can see why it would turn people off because it's it, it's heavy, you know, a yeah, lot of yeah. that stuff.
0: Anyway, so tell us about this stage show we're waiting. So yes. So <laughs> I
1: saw it a couple of nights ago at the Royal Exchange Theatre in Manchester. Uh so it's I think I've seen it in quite a strange way because uh, the Royal Exchange in Manchester is all in the round, so it's uh, it's normally on a you know a traditional stage. So I, I don't know if there's any sort of staging or obviously there's going to be some staging and, and production that would change as a result. Yeah, uh, but it's I found it remarkable actually how. How good and how well translated it was, uh, because you say so you would think with some of the stuff that happens in in the film that that wouldn't translate to a stage, and for the most part it, it does it perfectly. Uh, I would only say that the issues that I had with you know with translating it from screen to stage is is the scene at the end with the pool they, they struggle with that. Uh, to basically they, uh, the bullies are on sort of high boxes and Oscar is just in, uh, just dry ice. It it doesn't quite work because, uh, to show him jumping in the water, he, he also comes off something that's higher than those boxes. So that's, I'm being nitpicky with that. It's a very, minor quibble. Mm. Uh, the neck they do make a few few changes. So they, they insert a police chief character in it who basically serves as the sort of the motivation for finding Ely and making a runoff at the end. Uh, so she kills Yoko the same as she does in the, the film but basically a policeman's chasing rather than uh lacquer and uh you know there's no Vampire change for Virginia so they don't set fire to the theater.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I've, I think, like the book as well, uh, also well, not like the book in the book, it's just plainly stated, but it's made more clear that Harkin is a paedophile, uh, in the, the stage show. Uh, nothing that, that is, is uncomfortable to watch or you know, or uh. I wanted to say unpleasant, but of course it's unpleasant The blokes a paedophile, but, you know, nothing that, uh, is onerous to sit through and, you know, nothing that makes you queasy or squeamish or anything. Right. Uh, So I think it is, it's suitable for people that, uh, you know, may be affected more than the average person for that. Um, they, the standout scene, though, I'm going to mention is is right at the beginning of the, the play and it sets it off on a great note. So in the film and the, the book, it starts with uh, with the murder uh, where the person is gassed and then strung up in the trees and has the throat cut and they do the whole thing. And it's, it's really visceral. It grabs you, it gets your hooks in straight away. Uh, it's... You know, we can all we all know how they're gonna do it because it's your blood packs and what have you but it's very very affecting and yeah I would give it a very strong review for the whole thing. Uh the, the cast was very good. Uh sound design. Uh yeah, great. I recommend you if you get the chance to that you should
0: definitely watch it. Sounds good. Sounds amazing. Yeah, I, uh, am I right in thinking that all the characters are played by adults? They are. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but that's not garring at all. It's... No, I mean
1: the uh, certainly the the fellow who played Oscar did did a really good job of, of playing young. Right. You know, I would say he, he appeared to be you know, around the early early twenties. Uh, I'd say he was was around the same as well
0: good stuff good stuff oh i should i feel like i should see it now i feel like i really want to see it uh wonder how long it's on for uh
1: it's on until the 19th of november uh tickets from 10 pounds
2: another week then isn't it well another nine days
1: 10 pounds that's not bad yeah and and to be completely honest as well i would probably say that you don't have to worry about where you sit either. Cause like I say, you know, it's in the round and it's, you're not many rows back. It's sort of three levels to the theater and each level has sort of five or so rows. So I don't think there's anywhere that uh, you would get a bad seat. So even if you do pay the you know, quote unquote cheap seats, you're still going to get a good view.
2: Yeah, it sounds like it's quite intimate then so you're quite like up close to it. It sounds a little bit like the playhouse. Yeah, uh, I mean
1: so we were I w- I was sat on the island and the cast were say, walking in touching distance from me. You know, a lot of the times when they were coming on and off stage. Wow. Yeah. So not that I did touch them because that would be that'd be rude.
2: <laughs> but I could
1: have done and that's the important thing. <laughs>
2: uh, uh,
0: Well, there you go. That was the very, very heavy filling, I'd say. We've really, (laughs) the the peas pudding has really filled out that story. In fact, I think it was a a perfect, perfect filling for that particular, uh, particular movie because we've chatted for a while. Um, Yeah. But we need to slap on the final slice of bread, which is me asking you these last two questions, which. Oh my goodness. There's more hopefully you've got the answers for so what is a scary moment from a non-horror movie that you remember
2: so again uh i'm not i'm gonna just be really quick because i'll go around the houses uh, as i have been but um a couple um i did love you know parasite obviously that's a newer film just the whole like being scared like when they were hiding and the things that went on in the house but
1: it's that one very particular <laughs> shot in Parasite, isn't it? That's
2: <laughs> terrifying. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot that's terrifying when you really think deep into it. Like you know, the the Nelly getting caught out the, the in the cellar, the the party at the end, you know. But I, it, you know, it's not horror, but it's 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 close to getting you on the edge of the seat. But the film I love that I I always have a an endearing love for is. Which gripped me all the way through was Jewel. You know, Jewel. back with the the car and the lorry.
1: Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the the early Spielberg. He he's, yeah. uh, he, yeah. he did a number on you, didn't he? Got you with Jaws as
2: well. Yes, he did. Actually, that that's probably why he was he was raging back then, wasn't he? But just that that whole you know cat and mouse, and you know he'd get away, then he'd come back, and it's just sort of it's gripping. Yeah, Jill,
0: um Jill's a great yeah, movie
2: yeah it's it's great and there's no talking there's very little dialogue so again it's the it's it's the visual mm. uh and the feeling of sort of you're trying to get away from something and you can't but yeah jewel
0: yeah i must admit that parasite passed me by um oh, I, my I heard, goodness,
2: in my top five
0: i've heard that it's yeah. great it just um i don't know i guess it's just
2: just, it's insane.
0: I just never wanted to watch it, and it's just one of those ones where I'm like, oh, "Do I want to watch this?"
2: No. I went three times <laughs> to the cinema. That's how much I loved that film. Yeah, it was. It was insane. <laughs>
0: All right, that is that is a good review. I'll give it a go then. Yeah, give it a go. Fine.
1: That's a decent an Oscar. I mean, that's about as good a review as you can get, isn't it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's not always the case. No, but. In
2: this um,
1: one is you really should watch parasites great
0: right okay i'll watch parasite get my, <laughs> get my back um right so the last question is if you could make a non-horror movie a horror movie what would you choose
2: i just chose a random slapstick thing for this one because i've had real trouble but i hate all these uh sort of documentary films to do with famous people so it would be Spice Girls a movie, murder on, the two, murder on the two of us, and they'd literally be getting popped off one at a time.
1: That's a good show. I would. I'd love to see that movie. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: That would be amazing. I think A lot
2: of people would.
1: That okay, but I do have work. one follow up question though. Who is the last Spice Girl standing? Who's the final girl out of those? I mean,
2: Posh is going to get it hard and fast first for me, but uh, I think I'd, I think Sporty would go last. <laughs> Just
1: because she's agile, it. I guess. Yeah. The scary Spice is the one who tried to fight the killer and, yeah. and get
0: taken out. Yeah. Surely I mean, Baby is the logical final Yes, girl. baby's the, the stereotypical final girl, isn't she? Yeah, she's definitely the logical yeah. final girl. Um so I'm just, just thinking <laughs> about it. But I've what watched is... the shit out of that movie.
2: Well baby's the one that you just you just so wanted to to, to be the one that lives, but then like penultimate, she gets she gets it hard in the face. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that crushes you because you wanted her to be the one that makes it, but she doesn't, so none of them do. Spoiler. <laughs> well,
0: that's a hell of a sound bite, that. Baby gets it hard in the face.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying
1: to think, though, that, you know, so if you've seen Cabin in the Woods, at the, the end of it, so, I mean, spoilers if you haven't seen it, they, they say that all the slasher films... That the people that die have to fit in that certain mold, don't they? You say, like, That's the athlete true. and uh, the slut. <laughs> uh, yeah, so trying- they're all there, aren't they? I'm just trying to think what the other three are. I mean, is it the case that the Spice Girls fall into those those tropes themselves?
2: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I
1: suppose they do. Not that I'm calling any <laughs> of the Spice Girls sluts. <laughs> but Jerry.
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot about Geri. She, she wasn't even in my mind. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, old Ginger's got to go as well. Kill <laughs> them all. Yeah, I'd watch the shit out of that movie. Well done, that's a good effort. Yeah, I'm calling that as the best one we've had, I think. Yeah, I agree.
2: It's the Slice Girls.
0: Even better. Oh. Well done.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it could little... also it could also have a part two in a, in a running sequel where what the one direction, so it just goes right down the line and we just wipe them all out one film at a time, but yeah.
0: There we go. Oh, the Slice Girls. <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't
1: think we can top this, Mark. We're. It's I think so... we might have to retire the question.
0: <laughs> I want to make the movie. I'm sat here now, like, how oh, the hell can we get the Spice Girls to sign up to that? Right,
1: I'll yeah. tweet at Mel C. Yeah, you do that. If we uh, promise her she'll live at the end, she might do it.
2: You could do it as a docu-film, so like, you won't, we actually... You actually go and taunt them and you get real footage of them scared.
0: Are we actually Imagine. going to kill them?
2: No, no, we're not. Oh, but we're no. just going to sort of, you know, we're going to sort of give them give them the plot and then they're going to be like, yep, yeah, we're all over that.
0: Slice.
2: We're going to sign up. Well,
0: there you go. I think that's, we probably have to retire the podcast now after that one. That was <laughs> too, too good of an answer. Um, right. Well, wonderful. Well, do you know what I'm going to do? A first, because that was such a good answer. I'm not going to ruin your sandwich. <laughs> you have your sam- You can have your sandwich as you want it, as you desire it's a perfect
2: it. Perfect sandwich. Oh no, I tell a perfect.
0: lie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it mini, just because it's you. So it's only okay. A, it's only a I'll, tiny I'll sandwich. Very tiny sandwich. <laughs> oh, me closer, tiny sandwich. Sorry. Um. Bit of singing on the podcast. Too. Yeah. You get it You'd all. Getting the
2: Battenberg out next. Anyway, that's another story.
0: Oh, I love Battenberg, me.
2: Ah.
0: <laughs> I went off in a Battenberg dream there. Eh? Yeah. Well, there you go.
2: am going to be dreaming about Spice Girls, Batten- Battenberg, and some kind of gore tonight.
0: Nah, well, I'll probably end up watching a horror movie later. I've got to finish watching. What's that movie, my Matthew? You know the one, Horace? No. Ghostwatch. <laughs> oh, all oh, right. If Ghostwatch is on the the t- cards,
1: then yeah, don't let anyone get in the way of that.
0: Yes, I'm definitely going to have to give that a go because apparently it's been getting a lot of, um, like, well, not a lot of press, but I've I've seen it pop up a few times lately that people have been watching it and going, "Oh yeah, that's actually quite scary," considering it's got Michael Parkinson in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll we'll have to come and i'll uh, we'll have to come and talk about it later uh, tell us all about your ghost um sorry right <laughs> let's go right let's finish this off right so lovely um uh,
2: so you can you can do you want to plug yourself Minnie, or will i
0: do it for Oh, you don't
2: need to plug me we just need to we need to get this get this out for you guys
0: well we'll do it anyway um you can find yeah, my
2: bakes coming out next week
0: <laughs> you can there find no my mini bakes on tiktok um you near you're very close to 3 million i think and also on instagram uh, if you like seeing food that's small and um great content then th- that's the place to go um yeah it, that's good right that'll do you Yeah,
2: thank you very much.
0: Yeah, my mini baits. And so what do we need to say? Right, social medias, join them. Uh, Please join the Facebook group because, honestly, I I would love for more of you to get involved in the conversations. Um, There's still the horror quiz. So far, only two people have given their answers. Um, And I'm only going to... There's no point in me saying this because I've already closed it. I've already closed it, so... um, you know, tough luck. If the two people have only put answers in, then they're gonna get the win to win the prizes as rubbish as they are or as great as they are. I don't know. Um What else? Instagram that too. Just follow us everywhere. Come on, you know you love me. Um and Matthew, you love Matthew too.
1: Yeah, I am also on Instagram.
2: Yeah, go love him as well. Love us all. i just joined the Facebook page, guys. I'm, forgive me, I hadn't joined it. I'm very bad on Facebook, but I'm in.
0: Oh, you have. It's, it's just popped up. You have a new member. Thank, Good thank question, Mark.
1: Is why you on Facebook when we're recording the podcast?
0: Oh, I like to see what's going on in the world. I've always got my phone in my hand. I can't. I'm, I, I, I'm like a black mirror, you know? I'm like a black mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> um th- my life is a phone right let's get out of here let's call it a day right bye everyone nice
2: bye. nice to nice, nice meet you yeah. toodles
0: bye bye